I called the bookie. I was like, hey, 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 how you doing? Between you and I, you watch the game, right? We could both say I won that game, right? Like, I know, like, the, the score says one, but I won that game. You agree? Welcome back to 100X. It's episode 42 with your favorite hosts, Marco Hollywood Pomani and Tony, the biggest sharp you know. Give me an intro, Cuzzy. Cuzzy, I got to tell you, it's just uh, unbelievable when you mention that it's episode 42. Uh, just blows my mind. Honestly. 41 episodes together. I only missed one and I was real sick. You were real sick. I was real sick. Yeah. I never want to do that again. I had to go Brian Costas for the people at home. Uh, I was I felt like I was doing one-on-one with myself and the camera, and Edgar was just off in the background. Uh, it was really f***ed up, so don't ever do that to me again. But anyways, um, cousin, take me through. Uh, you've been posting stories of these bets. I know you smacked a little parlay this week. That yeah. Fe- that had to feel good. I know you mentioned that there was some ups there was some downs. Yeah, I mean, like yesterday uh, I lost. Yeah, I mean, yesterday I lost. The day before I won. Um, baseball, I'm, I, what I don't like about baseball is if you bet a lot of favorites consistently and you just bet them consistently, you bet the board of favorites, and you don't raise your bets, you don't lower your bets, you keep it the same all the way across, you're probably going to be profitable because favorites seem to clean up. In the MLB. In the MLB. And that frustrates me because there's it's just not an upset league, as my buddy Sean says. So I agree there. It's not an upset league. Um, you know what I'm starting to think about the MLB? What? I'm starting to think why you and I haven't wrapped our heads around this together. Sure. I'm starting to think that the MLB mm-hmm. is the perfect time to start playing round robin. It probably is because if you go two for three, you're, you're breaking even. And it's probably not a bad strategy. Right? For me, I just think betting straight, Betting favorites minus one fifty, you're gonna win a lot of your games. Yeah, I like that, and I hate that. Like, so it's hard for me. So <laughs> I like it. He likes it. I hate it. Hey, but give me the give, what, give me the juice. What I forty five. Let me see a winner. What I plan on doing is I plan on studying matchups with pitchers, and I want to see. So um, managers will declare guys that they're gonna have available in that game. So I want to see how. If they're going to bring up a lefty lefty matchup, I want to know what the like uh, the averages are against my lefty and their lefty pitcher. Like, I want to break down what are possible strategies later on in these games because that seems to be in, like every game you watch. There's always something that happens in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning that changes the complexion of a game. Oh, so it's boring, but you have to do a lot of research, and that's what I'm going to try to do going forward for the next what 78 days until football starts that's what i plan on doing <laughs> say it again so uh yeah so I, that's what i'll be doing i'll be uh that's that's my new betting strategy <laughs> um so nba a lot of people are saying it's the best off season of all the other seasons do you agree with that it's you know it's it's got an entertainment value to it i think a lot of the guys are extremely vocal throughout the league i think that a lot of i them, like that so do i i think I that mean, the guys kind of treat this as though they're in the wwe sometimes i think it's pretty marcus funny. morris put on his story today that he's vocalized he's not happy with his role yeah like people make it real clear hey, and i got news for you i don't think he should be uh especially in those playoffs i didn't think that he got the minutes that he deserved and Agreed. i think those were games that he could have definitely contributed in from the defensive end from the rebounding end yeah and 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 guess what if you if you don't really voice your opinion in these types of situations you get swallowed 
and you just end up there next year doing the same thing, and then you're washed up and burnt out. And, and you're out of the league. Exactly. Yeah, you don't, you don't. he's been in the league for 13 years. But speaking of veterans, um, we, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about veterans a little bit more coming up, but I want to <laughs> talk about John Morant. That's the number one thing I want to talk about before we talk about the draft, before we talk about anything else. I want to talk about the 26-game suspension. I want to go first. Can I t- Can I go first? Absolutely. I can't wait to hear your thoughts upon it. You no. are the biggest Grizzlies hater known to man, so let's hear it. Nobody's hated on the Grizzlies more than me. <laughs> but it's time for me to defend John Morant. I don't agree with a 26-game suspension. At first, I did. I firmly believe it should have been 10, 15 games because at the end of the day, he's losing money, he's losing sponsors, and I'm definitely see he's learning a lesson. Now, I'm all about you need to get, like, I, I've, I got a lot of people fighting me. And what's funny is, is people are yelling at me and they're saying, he broke the rules, he fucked up, he deserves to drown. Fine, okay, no problem. Well, have you ever fucked up? Has your job suspended you for half a year of pay? Or, I mean, sorry, 26, I mean, what is it, 25%? Yeah, 25 games. I, my opinion, you figure but, I mean, 25% okay, of pay. So, th- we'll call it 30%. I, yeah, whatever. We're going to call it 30%. You have I don't to, actually, because it's 82 games. It's not even 100. So, in that, yeah, you so know, 30, it, 35%. Rightfully so, yeah. So, if you mess up at your job, you get written up and you move forward. So, he got written up once, he got written up twice. The third is you're out. I just don't think 26 games was fair. Um, I think it hurts his brand. I think it hurts the NBA. I don't like what's going on. Um, but he's going to have to accept it. The Players Association or the M, uh, the PA, NFL, or NBA PA, right? Sure. Players Association, sure. whatever it is. Whoever the fuck's They deciding. already said they're not happy with that. Unfortunately, the NFL PA is much stronger than the NBA's from That's what for I've sure. watched. And um, they're not able to defend him and get it lowered. So, so you do think 25 was rightfully I think that Josh should also just. leave Memphis. I think he should go to another city. I think it, I think that the demographic that he's currently in is making him somebody he isn't. Uh, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think he's obviously trying to look into the... Uh, I think he's just surrounded by too many people he's too close with that are kind of influencing poor decision-making. Oh, for sure. That's a so for sure thing you that's are. Happening. I said this before. You are who you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with losers, you're going to be a loser. You surround yourself with psychopaths, you're going to be a psychopath. So when you're growing up, or if you're already grown, look to your left, look to your right. If you're not around winners, you're not going to be a winner. That's just how I look at it. (laughs) There's nothing for me to say. You want to win, you hang out with winners. You want to lose, you hang out with losers. I vented on that longer than I wanted. Oh, you're good. My my parents used to tell me that, hey, you want to win? You hang out with winners. You want to lose. You hang out with losers. Well, let's talk about a team that's got nobody on their bench except for probably me. I'll take a 10-day contract. I'll hit threes for you guys. No problem. Drive to the hole. Bradley Beal to the Suns. (laughs) We thought they didn't have depth before. Well, you know what? They said, fuck it. Let's just sell all the depth, and let's just see if we can win with three guys instead of two. Let's just see if we could win with Booker, Durant, Beal, and maybe Aiton. I want you to know, Beal is very good. He is good. Possibly one of the best scorers when he's on. He's better than Booker. But now they got two guys, though, that are made of glass. I mean, not for nothing. They got a lot of eggs in this basket. These guys Arizona right here, weather is going to treat Beal nice. It's retirement. Oh, these two guys get hurt running out of the tunnel. They better take it easy. Uh, I got news for you. I think Booker is going to have to take on a lot of the load. I really do. As the youngest guy uh, on that core, aside from Aiton, um, 
He's got to, he has to perform because on nights that Durant or Beal cannot go and you know there are going to be those nights, I'm the cool. young bucks got to step up. I'm cool with this trade. They're going to have to get some NBA vets that believe in the team to that's come take need. to take league minimums that just want to be on a team that's going to compete and they want to get their minutes in and they want to play. That's what they're going to need. So they're going to need one good draft pick, I think, and... I don't even know where they're at in the draft, but like they, middle, probably middle of the pack because they got not, oh they got knocked out of the playoffs in the second late, round. Yeah, so they're going to need one good draft pick, like a Davion Mitchell type of pick, where they they got some action, some some psychopath type of stuff. Yeah, something to get them up and down the court fast. Um, but they're going to be okay. Uh, Damian Lillard is rumored about the Pelicans. This rumor is... I didn't hear about this rumor until yesterday. In terms of odds, this is not becoming a rumor. So let me break this down real fast. Let me hear it. You got Dame potentially going to link up with CJ McCollum. Former teammate. Former teammate. Very good friend at the Pelicans. At the same time, now, John Morant is going through this entire scenario with the porn star, the current baby mom, you know, the whole shenanigans, right? Yeah. Now... It just became apparent to me that for Zion Williamson to go to Portland right now, yes. only paying plus 200. Jesus. For Zion Williamson to go to the Knicks right now, only playing plus 400 as they could do a potential swap for him and Randall. Just bang. Plus a little juice. Wow. Okay. Which would be a blockbuster. Uh, uh, it would be Knicks-esque to say the least, but the bottom line is I could definitely see Dame, Zion, Blazers, Pelly swap, and okay. I could see that being all right. Um, I'm interested to see how that will work out. I was a huge Blazers fan when McCollum and Lillard played together. Um, I loved the one-two punch. I also think if Dame leaves Portland, it's going to give, uh, what is it, Anthony Simmons? Yeah. Simons? Anthony Simons, Good sorry. Player. Who I think is an incredibly talented uh, player to shine and be the star on his team. So I'd be excited for him there. Um, that's an interesting one. That is, it is. There's a lot of drama it could, with that. It could really shake the West up hard. It really could. Uh, and then there's the potential that the Heat go ahead and land Dame. I know that that's a spot that he's uh, interested in. The only reason he said he wouldn't be interested in is if the Heat had won the finals because he's dying to bring a championship to a city. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. Well, and I love Dame. I really do. Miami Miami needs someone else. I can promise you that. They do. Um, so we're going to talk about the NBA draft. The draft is not so much interesting from the first pick perspective. It's minus 50,000 in most places. Um, but there is the number two pick, which is kind of interesting. You have uh, Scoot Henderson at minus 145. And what was Miller? Brandon Miller plus 100. Wow. Even money. My, I really like Miller at the second pick. Um, that's my uh, opinion, but Scoot Henderson is a proven scorer and his body is insanely built for NBA fights. If that makes sense. Like yeah. he could grind down low and he could take hits and he's not going to, he's not going to be phased at all. So it's going to be interesting. I think this draft is possibly one of the best drafts we've seen in a long time. There's a lot of big time talent coming out and I'm interested to see how it shakes up the NBA. Now I also want to bring up Chet Holmgren. Obviously, he was drafted last year. He says he's going to be a baller this season. He, he is, I think, second favorite to be rookie of the year. He's plus 700. So, he's third. Edgar, who are the first two guys in front of him if he's plus 700? Victor. Victor is a favorite at minus 170, and Scoot Henderson is plus 
Yeah, see, I, I'm going to tell you something. No, Brandon, Brandon Miller's fourth on that list, or is he not fourth? Yeah. I, I got to tell you, so number one, you I think... You got to also look where they get drafted, because if I they know. get drafted somewhere, that's, that's a gonna, problem. One guy might get a ton of minutes and get I think this guy Miller. Me. I think this guy Miller is going second to Charlotte. You do? I do. I think uh, it's nearly impossible. While I do think this guy, Scoot Henderson, is an unbelievable talent, like you said, he has the ability to shoot the ball. He's extremely durable. This is the hardest... If you're an NBA GM... This is the hardest. How pick are you going to gonna pass up on a six nine guy though that can ball handle and shoot the three? Freshman year of college and Brandon Miller, he was a man amongst boys. Freshman year in college, one year in the league at yeah. this body stature. I mean, you're looking at a guy. If you put some weight on, he could be the second coming of a LeBron James type player with Whoa. a way better jump shot. Wow, that's <laughs> those, are, you those know are strong words. If he has a good year, you're going to look like a you're going to look like a genius. Now, I think the guy is is really good. I think what's plays- most, great defense, hey, too. I think what's most important about him is he's mentally a fucking rock star. You're talking about a guy who was a part of a trial that consisted of murder and then didn't get suspended, and the night that he got off the charges, he went out there and dropped 30. To me, that speaks volumes about a guy's mental mindset. Yeah, you're not wrong. He's a now, good player, that man. That will come into question in some general manager's minds if he's going to be an idiot, you know? Right. Um, that's in, in When you're getting interviewed by NFL, NBA, MLB, they want to know your character, who you are, uh, how you react to certain situations. Because he was let off, they're going to look into that, though. They're going to say, how, what was your association? Or like, Yeah, they said he brought me. the gun there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty deep, big, that's a, and, and it's just kind of gone. Yeah, so I'm interested to see if anybody looks into that. So you might want to take Scoot Henderson with that being in mind, but Brandon Miller, I think, is the better player. Who knows? Even money to get Miller, though. I know, I know. I, um, but hey, right now is the time. Where These are fun. People asked us questions, and I am really interested in some of these questions. Let's. Um, I'll pick out the first one. You answer it. Then you do second. We'll ping pong. Let's do back it. And Let's forth. do it. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh. Oh. You know what? This is made for you. Okay. Do you think the Chicago Bears have a breakout season this year? I have never cousin been, Vinny asked. That, I have by the never way. been cousin Vinny asked. That. That's cousin Vinny. Who is that? Cousin guy? Vinny. Shout out to cousin Vinny. Anyways, cousin Vinny. To answer your question, cousin, uh, I I got to be quite honest with you. Uh, I think an absolute lock this year. You could just note it down right now for those of you who are listening. Bears over seven and a half wins. Uh, I really think the Bears went over seven and a half games. Their schedule is absolutely weak, and they have gone out and got some really good components to score points and win some games you know what i i agree with everything you just said i'm a huge bear fan so it's no secret (laughs) it's no secret where i'm at there um can you ask me that one yeah let me ask you this one this one comes from easy does it 24 how long did it take for you to be a successful sports better okay this is a really good question because i want people to understand that it took a long time. So when I was betting on these games, I was like almost, and I'm going to tie two questions into this because it says, another question is, Marco, when was the uh, when you first started betting, how much would you wager? So I'm going to tie these two in together. So that was Elias. So the way that I did this was, is I started betting $100 a game. Okay, 100 bucks. I was putting $100 a game. I was betting almost every game on the slate. I was almost like, I need action. Every single, there was not 
a time slot that went by that I was not betting. I lost about $150,000 by the time I turned 20. So I lost 150 grand in two years. And I said, wow, like I'm bad at this. I need to get good. So all of a sudden I started saying, you need to bet less. So I started betting the games I only liked. And then Mm. I got better. And then I got to a point where football season, mind you, bet what you love hard, bet what you like medium. And if you want to gamble, gamble light. And that's how I built my philosophy. That's how I've done it myself. Um, What I love, I fire hard. What I like, I bet medium. What I want to gamble and be crazy, I go light because then it doesn't hurt. So when people are watching me, if I lose a $5,000 parlay, I'm not bothered. Like, I mean that nicely. Like, I'm telling you now. Like, I'll get messages. You clown, you lost five Gs. Bro, <laughs> bro I, I bet 100000 on another game, and I won that. So I netted 95000 that night. Like, yeah, how I much love do you, you really care? I love you. I, I care about the 5%. Don't get me wrong, but this is a game to me, especially during baseball season. I am the most free. I'm betting 5000 here, 10000 here. Maybe once in a while, I'll bet 100 on a game because I'm getting wild. But, like, I'm baseball... Know your strengths, know your weaknesses, and be smart about what you're doing. And that's how I'm going to end it right there. But $100, um, I kind of want to expand a little bit more on this one. So it started at 100 then it went to 200 then it went to 250 and I was like, oh, I'm good there. 250 for the rest of my life is A-OK with me. Then <laughs> it went to 500 And I remember being at 500 for a long time. $500 per bet yep. for a long time. I was at 500 for a very, 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 long very, time. very, 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 very long time. And then all of a sudden it went to a thousand and then from a thousand it went to three thousand like that. You skipped two, huh? I skipped two. I went from a thousand <laughs> to three thousand, like <laughs> and uh I was like, I fucking did three, I could do ten. <laughs> and uh as I got more successful, then all of a sudden it was, hey, I can do twenty this game. And then, it won't hurt, right? And then all of a sudden, you don't even know. It's a slippery slope. And I, it's been a good slope for me. I've sloped up in my net worth, but um, it could go negative. So I tell everybody, only bet with money you could afford to lose. Every night that I would be gambling, I'd be gambling with house money when I got good at it. But I did, I feel like I did a college education at $150,000 loss. Yeah. And then I was about even from about 20 to 26. The Miami Heat won the championship. I think when I was 26. What's funny is, and then is, I went is from up. about 20 to 26 in my life, I just kind of just teeter tottered back and forth of, of just being up and down and up and down and yeah, up and down, 5, but never 000, real far down. 5, exactly. Like, losing five would hurt more than the joy of winning five. And that's when I knew that I needed to be careful. But that's when you bring up a great point is that you have to bet strategically games that you truly enjoy, uh, in terms of volume, when you bet games you enjoy in terms of volume, uh, that's when you put yourself in a, in a, in a better place. Um, but then in, in general, uh, you mentioned that you do go light on some games, and those are the games that you must go light on because that's the way you feel about those games, and it doesn't hurt as bad when, you, when you're let down. Facts. Facts. That's, how, that's, that's exactly how I, I feel about it. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Here's my question for you. Let's hear it. Would you be, be uh, will you be betting on the Women's World Cup? You know, I can't say no. I think I'm going to. Yeah, I think there's going to be an opportunity there where I'm going to yes. see something and hopefully get some action on it. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm firing on Women's uh, World Cup. Yeah, we're doing hey, it. Hey, if I bet the men's, I'm betting the women's. <laughs> I, 
I'm definitely betting the women. Listen, we don't discriminate our bets. <laughs> team Sweden. You seen that team? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Splucking de doy traders. that the wrong country? I don't even know, but I want to learn. I want to learn. Uh, okay. I will not be betting on looks. I will be betting on legs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no. But, yeah, no. Women's soccer is a lot of fun. Because it's super competitive, and, and, and you could feel the crowds into it. You know, in, in our country, we're in the United States, people didn't love soccer. It's starting to grow. Like, the men's soccer team here just actually beat Mexico. Yeah. Almost got massacred by people in Texas. But the USA women, they've been balling. Yeah, the USA women's soccer team's, like, the best always. Yeah. So, I would look to plug them in a parlay, and I'm being dead serious. I would look to plug... Uh, World Cup women's soccer teams into parlays that you feel great about something and then say, oh man, I think I could catch a layup here at a minus 250, minus 300 in one of those women's games, kind of compound those down uh, because I know that the USA women are tough. All right, question five. You ready for this question? I'm ready. This is a question that people are going to love to hear the answer to. Okay. This is from Ryan Wells 23. Worst bad beat you ever had. Seattle Seahawks played, uh, I'm sorry, the Green Bay Packers played the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. There was a, uh, there was a referee <laughs> strike and uh, the referees made a terrible call. One made, one was saying touchdown. One was saying, you know, um, one was saying uh, touchback, you know, whatever. And uh, I lost a bet because the referees didn't know how to do their jobs. And to this day. There was a golden tape. Look at me. It was, yeah. yeah. I, I called. Hey, 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 how you doing? Between you and I, you watch the game, right? We could both say I won that game, right? Like, I know, like, the, the score says one, but I won that game. You agree? Yeah, you won it, but technically you didn't. 3,000 on the points, 3,000 on the fucking, um, oh. on the money line. I lost both bets. I was absolutely in shambles. I didn't recover from that. I walked around my house. I'm like, can you believe that? I just got fucked. And my dad at the time didn't know I gambled. So I was like being like, just hit my toe, dad. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. And I went outside, called my friends, complained to them. That'd be the worst. I was going to college in Wisconsin. Oh. It was one of the happiest nights of my life. I you have no idea. So the pack, when upset. I see the Packers get fucked that hard. By a, by a referee who, who was probably working, you know, at Outback like three weeks before. I absolutely was in my glory. So I, I am very sorry for you. But uh, it was worth going to class the next day, telling everyone to suck on it. I've got a great question for you. This is one of the best. <laughs> this is one of the best questions we've gotten. Okay. I love this one. Wow. If you were a professional athlete, wow. would you rather win MVP three times or win one ring? One ring. Wow. My answer is MVP three times. <laughs> you're remembered way more for three fucking you MVPs. You really are. You are. I mean, you're remembered way more for you three MVPs. You know, I don't know what kind of caliber you got to be, though. Like, what part are you playing in getting that one ring? You know what I mean? That's a crucial component to the question. I, I don't think it like, is. MVP three times or win a ring. Yeah, but if you're like the bench guy that wins a ring, then I want to be MVP three times. 
it's it's simple. You're making it too complicated. Then I want to win MVP. Then three I got to be MVP three times. Then yeah, I, that's because my why point. the fuck would I want to ride the bench and then win a ring if I could be MVP three times? I feel you. But if I could be a really really good you know final starter and win that ring and not win MVP three times, I would do that. Okay, that's fair. Is that fair? Do this one for me. Okay, how about this one? Yeah, this is from Luke F. Robinson. Would you rather hit a future for five hundred thousand or a straight bet for one million? Future for five hundred k. There is no bigger flex in the world than looking at people uh, through a camera and saying, "I fucking told you. You doubted me. I wrote it." There's nothing better than that. <laughs> nothing. Like when you hit a straight bet for for a million, it's great. But when you hit that future for five hundred thousand, it's just easy to talk shit. It comes from a great place, and you risk less. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. The million straight bet is nice too, though. I mean, you know what I mean? Um, that, <laughs> the million's nice. I the can million tell you straight bet ain't bad either. You know what I mean? You just pick a team, they win. You win you know a cool funny? million. My largest straight, Feels good. My largest straight bet, straight bet, my largest straight bet <laughs> is 800,000. Really? I've never had a, I've never in my life bet one million. What was that eight hundred k bet straight? I'd rather not talk about it. I you lost. don't want to talk about it, do you? <laughs> I lost. <laughs> I had the Angels. I remember, and they were up four zero in the first inning. I was like, I am the best, and then all of a sudden they were <laughs> they were down by a ton of runs, and I was in shambles. Allie, start booking those flights to Turks and Caicos. Yeah, I was in shambles. <laughs> all right, um, I got a good one for you. Go ahead. Um, okay. Would you rather, beloved.kiss is the question. Would you rather watch LeBron's last game courtside or first game with Bronny courtside? Last game courtside. I'd rather watch LeBron and Bronny courtside together than LeBron's last last game game. of his whole career. I'd rather watch LeBron and his son play their first game together than LeBron's last game, my opinion. Yeah, nah, I, I'd rather see his last game because I do truly believe that the game is in a different place as soon as he as soon as he's done. I tell everybody it's in a different place. Appreciate him while he's here because when he's gone. But uh, but but make no mistake, I told you this before in the past. When him and his son take the floor together, that is that is a moment that I want us to be there for. Truthfully, I think it'll be one of the most transcending moments in all of NBA history for a father son of that caliber to play with each other. Yeah, that's that's um, that's hard to yeah. Oh, that's a great question. It's a very good question, but it has a different dynamic because if you play the first game with your son. It's a lot different than when you play the last game in your career because when you play in the last game, let's face it, mm-hmm. nobody's even going to know Bronny's out there. I mean, LeBron's last game in the NBA is going to be, it might be a, like a legitimate type of show. Like, yeah, <laughs> he hit that shot. They fucking shut the game down for 15 minutes. That this was year. the dumbest thing I've ever seen, <laughs> by the way. You know what I mean? I was so annoyed. <laughs> Can we finish the game first? There's there's a lot of pending action. They got here. their asses beat after that, by the way. I think they, they slowed down all momentum. They did. That was the dumbest thing in the world, honestly. Okay, you ready? Yes. August fifth, American Airlines Center, Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. 
And what's the- uh, let me tell you that Alex LaBelle 9 mm-hmm. is dying to know. How much are you betting on Jake? What's the current line? I think he's minus, as far as up to minus two something, I want to say. What? Going into this fight. Yeah, I want to say that early line uh, was Jake Paul. Mine, it may have been like minus 230. Uh, Edgar will give us a guarantee on it. I'm sorry, minus 340, Jake Paul. And like I said, I have no problem with that bet, and the reason being is because Nate Diaz, as tough and as long of a fighter as he's been in his career, has never once stepped in the UFC octagon and defended himself. He's eaten like 500 punches, even in the fights he wins, which in the sport of boxing... I, you can't get away with. I'm shook. You lose on points. I'm shook on minus three thirty. Um, I when I make a bet like this, is there like a knockout line? How about this? What is it for me to make fifty grand? What would I have to risk? One sixty five. One sixty five. I'll risk one hundred and sixty five thousand to win. One hundred and seven. I'm going to risk one hundred and seventy thousand. Because at win that 50, point, you 000. should just risk two hundred. No. 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 I'll, I, I wanted to risk, I would have risked 230. You don't want to risk the extra 30 G? I, I would have risked 230. Well, what does the 200,000 even make you, though? What does 200,000 pay? 68. I'll say 60 grand. It only, so 30 grand gets you only another 8,000. Suck it. Suck it. Yeah. Minus one. I, I'm going to risk, <laughs> I'm going to risk, so it's 170,000 to win 50,000 on Jake. If he loses this bet, I can promise you, I will do nothing but demean him the rest of my career with better. <laughs> you got that word on it. Okay. And I, yeah, no, seriously. I, I lost 11-7 on the kid in my last yeah. fight. Uh, I'm definitely going to bet him in this fight. Like I said, I do think that Nate Diaz, uh, he's a punching bag. Yeah. So in the world of boxing, he will get crucified in, in terms of points uh, and I don't see this being a contest alright last question here it comes alright let's give it to me how do you all read lines to determine what Vegas wants you to pick <laughs> and what they don't want you to pick this is the best question we've ever had let's just play it off in terms as if we're together on the road okay. like we typically are Okay. and just why don't you kind of explain to them so basically we turn the TV on and we shut the lights off <laughs> Right before bed. <laughs> so what happens is when we're traveling, we'll watch Sports Center before bed. I'll look at highlights from previous games, and then I'll open up my phone to see, like for baseball right now, we see who plays next, who's the pitching matchups, where's everything at. I love taking games where the public is 80% on a favorite. That's right. how I feel. When I see 80% on a favorite, I like taking the dog plus the runs. So plus one and a half, plus two and a half. That's what I like to do in basketball as well. If I see a favorite at 80%, I'm taking the points and then I'm going to take the money line as well. And that's why I love basketball because you could also live stuff if they go on a run and that's what you can do. But that's my strategy. That's how I'm doing it. I want to be on the side Vegas wants to be on. Yeah. And that's how I've become like in football. All you guys are like, how do you do it? How do you do it? When you guys are comfortable (laughs) betting the Kansas city chiefs against Indy. Yeah. I took Indy. Right. Because it was uncomfortable. Because everybody's comfortable taking KC. I'm comfortable being uncomfortable in football. Now, for other sports, I'm it an doesn't average work out as better. well. I'm an average better. And I tell everybody I'm 
It's eh. truly any given Sunday, though, in football, and yes. that's why you're able to do that. And these other sports, you're just not. And that's why, like you said, you want to be, when you're betting baseball, basketball, you want to be on the side of Vegas. You want to look for the plus one and a half runs that Vegas has given you some really shitty odds to take that run and a half as a big-time dog on the ML. Why is the run and a half so significant? Because it may play a major role when guys are, actually thinking opposite wise saying oh Seattle's playing this team tonight and I think Seattle's gonna murder them well if the plus one and a half is only paying a certain level uh it kind of makes sense to go ahead and go completely opposite I also think that baseball is a mental warfare uh in itself so I like to pick teams that have a really good bullpen because they always give you a chance to be in the game whether that be later or a chance to close out the game which is, to me, the most demoralizing part of betting baseball is losing the lead Here, you know, in the 7th or 8th. I'm going to give you a game tonight that's being played right now. Give it to him. Dylan Cease is the White Sox's best pitcher. They're at home. Yes, They're playing is. the Texas Rangers. The line pregame was Texas minus 160 with Evaldi on the mound. Evaldi's been great this year. Texas has been unstoppable. They score a ton of runs. So they're mi- Texas is minus 160 on the road. The public was in love with Texas. <laughs> oh, they sure were. They 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 hammered. I think over eighty five percent was bet on Texas. I loved the Sox. I even loved the Sox minus three today. And right now it's two to zero. Minus three, the Sox were plus five ninety. Plus <sighs> five ninety. So you could have got the Sox at plus one and a half or minus one twenty. You could have got the Sox at. Money line plus one twenty, or you could have taken a minus three at plus five ninety. Now this is a now this is a really good point. So it's kind of backs pack off it backpacks off what I said, excuse me, and then you went ahead and talked about the Sox taking an early lead. Yes. Now talk about a little bit before we end the show here. Let's talk about something that you and I have discussed many, many times in terms of the MLB and the White Sox specifically, who we do both mutually agree has a team on paper that has enough to make a huge run. But how about their late inning antics out of the bullpen? The Sox have blown more games in the span of seven to nine innings, probably more than any team more than any other team in MLB. I I I I don't know the statistic, but I'd put my money on it. This the Chicago White Sox. I would love to know their record through the first five innings. Oh, it's the, in the first five innings of a game. If you bet them, you are in such a happy place. Yeah. And then if you just shy away from your phone for about forty-five minutes, you'll come back to the other team scoring five unanswered runs. There's this runs guy, Ronaldo Lopez. <laughs> I don't know where in Chicago he lives. But if I met him, I would ask. How much do you, you think he costs you this bro, year? Bro, can you please text me when I know you're going to pitch that day? Just <laughs> let me know if you're, if you're actually getting the green light out of the bullpen. I'm hammering the other team live. The other half. Yeah, no How much do you think that guy's cost you this that year? That guy's so bad. <laughs> if he meets me, it's not going to be pretty. Because he's going to hate me for hating him, and I'm going to hate him for hating just because he sucks. <laughs> I'd be like, you're paid to throw strikes, bro. You walk people, you give up home runs, you give oh, up doubles. that bullpen is a nightmare. Ken Graveman. Hey, like I said, Lance Lynn, God bless your soul. Lance Lynn pitched 16 strikeouts for the Chicago White Sox the other night. Yeah. Uh, mind you, they lost 5-1. to one. They were down 2-1 to one the entirety of the game. The bullpen came in, gave up another uh, four or three runs, and the game was over. Isn't that Finito. insane? And yeah, look, it's and not look, surprising. Here, and look at the Royals today. 
The Royal the Royals right now are up one to zero on the Detroit Tigers. There is they're one hitting the Tigers, by the way. One hit. You heard that, one right? One hit, one run. One hit, zero. No, one hit for the Tigers all day. Uh, two oh. hits. They just got a double. But it's 1-0 in the bottom of the ninth. If KC wins today, it's going to break a lot of people's hearts because everybody loves going against KC. Like, that's just love. You know, I don't like going against KC. I do. You do? I do. I've been betting KC lately. I, I think like they're kind of a team that's a little bit scrappier than people think. I really do. I think they try and keep things as close as possible. Their starting pitching is horrible. Uh, I think they, they are horrible, but they should be even worse than they are. I think they're kind of scrappy. I feel you. Well, this is the time in the show where I tell you it's time for you to be healthy. Don't bet with money you can't afford to lose. And, and please, friends, please, please, please. Save some money for football season because that's, <laughs> that's when we make the real money. Okay? The real money comes from the pigskin. <laughs> Till next time. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call or text the National Problem Gambling Helpline Network at 1 800 522 4700 or visit ncpgambling.org for confidential help.